Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include, but are not limited to, professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Viewer discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ therefore forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. All right, Tim, the question for today's episode is, does the Bible teach mutual submission? This is one of those um, very frustrating things that people say uh, when they're <laughs> trying to basically get you know wives off the hook for submission. They'll basically ignore every single passage on, in the Bible on marriage. So you know, as you're reading through 1 Peter, you see that wives are told to be subject to their own husbands. When you read through Ephesians 5, you know, wives are told to submit to their husbands. You know, when you're reading through Colossians, it's wives submit to your husbands. And so universally, when you get to these role passages, wives are told to submit to their husband. But then some genius comes along, they, they read Ephesians 5, um, 21, essentially. And that says, you know, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And then they come to the conclusion that everyone is supposed to submit in marriage. So well, obviously. Is, yeah, that's I the mean, only, I don't know. How can you not come to that conclusion, Tim? Are you ignoring well, that passage of the Bible? <laughs> well, the problem is the next verse, right? So the next verse says, wives, uh, submit to your husbands. So the next verse says, wives, submit yourself, therefore, to your own husbands as to the Lord. And so you have to have some sort of accounting for what's happening here. And part of what's happening is the, that uh, the English translations are leading people astray uh, when it comes to this. And it's it's one of those things that's hard to explain to English speakers because they're just reading, you know, the Bible in English. But then when you're reading it in Greek, it's just very clear what's happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just one of those like gaffes that people are making that uh, you wish that you could spare them of. But, you know, unfortunately you can't at times. Uh, So, you know, what's actually happening here, you know, as you're reading through this uh, passage is that in Ephesians 5.21, you basically have this word, you know, hupotessa menoi, that, that's the word for submitting, right? So hup- hupotessa menoi? Hupotessa menoi. Oh, right? oh pupotessa menoi. Hoop, 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 hoop. Oh, hoop. Okay, hupotessa menoi. All yeah, right. hupotessa menoi. Greek right. vocabulary word for the week. That's right, that's right. <laughs> so what's happening is you have like hupotessa menoi and then, you know, to one another in the fear of Christ. And then when you're getting to, you know, the verse 22, what you see is like high gunakase, which is basically the wives to their own husbands as to the Lord. So Mm -hmm. you have one sentence in Greek, essentially. So submitting to one another in the fear of Christ, 
And then it says the wives to their own husbands. Mm -hmm. That's all one thought. Okay. And so what's happening is in English, it divides it up into two sentences. So submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. And then you get wives submit. The verb submit is supplied there Mm -hmm. to your own husbands as to the Lord. But what's really happening is submitting to one another in the fear of Christ, the wives to their own husbands. That's, that's That's the flow of thought. And so when you think about it that way, submitting to one another in the fear of Christ, the wives to their own husbands, what you're not understanding is everyone submits to everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And then the wives are supposed to submit to their husbands, just like everyone submits to everyone. What you're realizing is that you have like a subject heading, like Paul's just looking in a group and he's saying, hey, you know, you guys need to be submitting to one another in the reverence of Christ. What does that look like? Wives submit to husbands, slaves obey your masters, children obey your parents. It's all the same. It's all the same thought. So you have like, like practice authority relationships with the church. That's what it's saying. Practice mm-hmm. authority relationships in the church. Wives submit to your husbands. Slaves obey your math- your earthly masters. Children obey your parents. That's the way it works. So that's what that's what is meant there, right? And so, what is not meant there is that there's some sort of idea of mutual submission. That doesn't even make any sense. So, ba- so basically, the argument stands because. Paul says, um, you know, submit to one another in the fear of Christ, right? And right. then he and then he give he lists out the examples: wives to their husbands, slaves to their earthly masters, uh, children to their parents. There is no example of like a husbands to your wives, right? It'd be part of it's that, but part of it's just the grammar, okay? Okay. Like so, part of it is yes. Yeah, so the husband isn't listed there as an example. But then part of, uh, the, the other part of it's just it's just simply the gran- grammar. So submitting to one another in the fear of Christ, the wives to the husbands, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one sentence. That's one thought. Like you haven't even moved on to a new thought. So yeah. you need to be submitting to you know submitting to one another, the wives to their own husbands. It, it could have said, you know, the wives and husbands to each other. But what it says is submitting to one another, meaning the wives to their husbands. So mm-hmm. grammatically. Like it's talking about wives submitting to their husband is one thought. It's not two thoughts, right? So what's right. happening for the mutual submission position to work is you have two independent thoughts, submitting to one another, period, and then wives, you submit in a different way to your husbands. But what's actually happening is the same thought. So why do people gravitate to that uh, interpretation? I know, you, I know you said, like, hey, it's, it's, a, it's basically like a... Um, a deficiency of, I don't, I don't know if you're like necessarily blaming the English language itself or if you're just blaming the, the specific translations into English. No, um, I mean, it's a perfectly fine thing to translate if, okay. but you have to make, I mean, English translations are translating it and they're not like, um, there's a expression in, you know, translation translators are traitors. And so you have to, like you can't get everything that's in, you know, the donor language into the receptor language and you sure, have to make yeah. certain calculations. And if people knew how often verbs are supplied in English from Greek, like they would be confused if they don't understand what's actually going on. So this is kind of a necessary dynamic of translation in certain mm-hmm. ways. But, you know, people should like what's happening is you have people with an agenda to overturn the obvious reality that wives are supposed to submit to their husband. Because, because of verses that are completely unrelated to this one right. single passage, right? Right. So, I mean, like, it, it's just overwhelmingly taught, you know, as as you read through First Peter, I mean, it's just like 
wives be subject to your own husbands, right? Even if some do not obey the word, even, um, you know, as they observe your chaste and respectable conduct, even as, you know, Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And, you know, you are her daughters if you do well and do not fear anything that's frightening. So, like, the, the issue, though, is that like, this is just taught everywhere. Wives are supposed to be subject, supposed to submit to their husbands. And then what you're having here is someone, like, making an argument that doesn't make logical sense, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, if submission means anything, if being subject to your husband means anything, like, what that means is, like, like for a wife to be subject to her husband, to submit to her husband— she is like an inferior in rank to a superior in rank. So she's placing herself under his authority because he is spoken of as like the ruler of the home. Okay. Yeah. So when you get all that, then you're trying to argue for some sort of submitting to one another in the reverent in the, uh, in Ephesians five twenty one. Like if you're trying to harmonize them all, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to either do one of two options. One is to say that this submitting to one another in the reverence of Christ is talking about a very different kind of submission than what's happening in the very next verse, which seems unlikely, right? Mm-hmm. Or what you would say is like, oh, the submitting to one another is just a heading that's now going to work itself out in examples. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I, I like you can read the English and get what I'm trying to say. It's not just like you have to know the Greek to get it. If you have a brain and you're trying to honor the Bible, you're going to look at submitting to one another in the reverence of Christ. Wives submit to your husbands. Slaves obey masters. Children obey parents. Huh. That must be what he means by submit to one another, right? Right. Follow authority relationships in the church, right? Like, and that's not, um, so it's not like you can't get it apart from Greek. It's just when you read the Greek, the Greek is much more explicit, explicitly shuts the door on that kind of argument than what people realize. So why not just translate it as one sentence? I mean, it does, it doesn't sound like it would be that difficult, it, especially if the Greek is treating it as one sentence. Um, it it seems like you could accommodate that in English it just as well. Breaks the rules of English. Oh, does it? Yeah. So you need a verb. <laughs> um. <laughs> so submitting to one another in you know the fear of Christ, the wives to their own husbands. Mm-hmm. Right. So the wives to their own husbands as to the Lord. Like that's not a complete thought. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's like a, like it's missing something. It's missing something in English. And so what they're trying to do is supply what's missing there. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're just, you, you have, um you have bad English at that point. But then yeah. if you say it, if you say it like, the, so like part of like translating it is putting it into good English. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right, so, but if you say it, like everyone knows what that meant, though, even though it's awkward English, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, if I were to say submitting to one another in the reverence of Christ, the wives to their own husbands as to the Lord, you know what I said, you know what the implications of that are, even though it's bad English. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So then you're left saying, do we do, like, do we do a poor translation here, or do we do? Uh, Translation that could be a little bit confusing. <laughs> okay. Does that make sense? But then it's yeah. clear, but it follows the rules of English, you know? And so part of what you're doing when you're translating is you're saying, what are the rules of the donor language? What are the rules of the receptor language? And they don't always match. Okay. Right. And so like, and then you just, you're trying to do the best you can. That's why you have, you know, translators or traders 
it's, yeah, it's not like a math equation that yeah. all works out equal every it, single time. It doesn't. Yeah. And anyone who knows two languages knows this. And so basically it's just the, um, you know, there's a certain type of person who's going to latch on to this quirk in translation here and do something strange with it. But you should be able to know, even without knowing what I'm talking about, that that would be inappropriate because there was no place in anywhere in the Bible where it says that husbands are supposed to submit to their wives. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.